broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 249. I'm Zoner. I'm Zook, and we're here at the first episode of 2016. How long have we been doing this now? It seems like, I don't know, just yesterday that it was 2015 but yeah yeah uh close to yeah we're recording this on sunday the third i just barely got back into town from a very long vacation which we'll get into in just a moment here but first we want to give a shout out to our friends over at 4814 web hosting the very best wordpress host you can find anywhere um and i believe they're actually just about to rebrand their site so Maybe within the next week or so, we'll be saying we're brought to you by a different name. But rest assured, it's the same company, just a different name. Uh, we're also brought to you by our friends over at TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio, Stitcher.com, and by Eagle Moss Limited, who I really, they're the only starships I get now. You know, I'd really like to have my own starship. It just didn't happen over Christmas. So I still get miniatures from Eagle Moss Limited. <laughs> What you didn't get one man? You suck, dude. I know. Evidently, I just um, I wasn't that very that good in 2015. But I tell you, it would have made my road trip a lot easier to just fly there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that uh, that is true. So, um, how was your, how was your Christmas, Zoner? Uh, my Christmas was uneventful. Played a lot of a lot of Fallout Four. Played a lot of Thief, the new one, the the most recent. Uh, Played video games. Yeah, that's basically what I did. Hung out with my family, played video games. That's good. cool. That's very got nice. Got Legos for Christmas, which is always nice. I, I got an Xbox One, which um, I am incredibly grateful for. My wife got it for me and gave it to me from the kids and herself, and and I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. And then we promptly went on a road trip, so it got unboxed and set up, and I signed into it once, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the worst? You know, we actually in my family will go and visit relatives on Christmas Eve during the day as opposed to Christmas Day because that's the worst. You know, you get toys, you get an Xbox, whatever the case may be, and you can't play with it because you got to go visit people that you may or may not want to visit. I know. I, I know. You get to sit there and listen to Grandma tell the same story she's always told because, of course, you know, she has Alzheimer's. And... Instead, you really could be at home doing something that you just unwrapped. Does she Does she remember you, though? That's uh, actually, the question. I did see my grandma, who does have Alzheimer's, and it's pretty severe. And she remembers that I exist, but that I don't look like me. You know, my grandfather <laughs> had Alzheimer's. He passed away a few years ago, and I went out. And I was always the black sheep of the family. My brother was adored and revered, and still is to this day, by my mother's entire side of the family, uh, including my grandparents. And I went out to visit my, my grandparents about three or four months before my grandfather passed away. And I tell you what, it was the most pleasant visit I ever had with them because my grandfather thought that I was my brother. <laughs> it was absolutely wonderful. When he, when, he, when he passed, did they just turn to you and say, he always hated you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that was just implied. Oh. I, I, don't, I don't think that that needed to be said. But <laughs> His lawyer's like, it was in his will that, he, that you received this letter, and the letter just says, I hate you. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of how it how it felt growing up. But <laughs> no, it was very nice when he thought that I was not who I am. No, my yeah. my grandma still knew who I was. She just thought I was eight or something. And she's like, "Well, you don't look like him." I'm like, "I know. I got old and fat." She goes, "Well, it happens." So, yeah, it, so at least she was accepting. Does, yes, <laughs> yes, it, it does happen. So I would just, however, like to go on record now and state that uh, I, over the past almost five years, we've been doing this show. I have said things about cellular signal, and I don't remember exactly what quotes I've used, but I've said things along the lines of. You know, well, everywhere in the U.S. has cell service now, so why would you even have a home phone? Or, you know, things along that line. Pompous things. Arrogant things. Because I live in what I would consider a small city in Utah. And if we have solid LTE service from all carriers, well, then shouldn't everyone? No. The answer is no. Because evidently Tucson has, like, only one carrier and is only strong along part of the freeway. If you live in the Tucson area, I feel for you. Uh, I had like half of a bar until I walked inside, and then I was just completely, like not even emergency service. It was bad. See, that's really weird, though, because I would think Tucson would have pretty good coverage with it being a college town. You'd think, right? No, no. It was horrible, and only four ingress portals the entire time I was there. We went all over that city, and I only ever found four ingress portals. It's... (laughs) I mean, it's the edge of civilization, evidently. I had better LTE service in the desolate wasteland between Phoenix and Tucson than I ever did in Tucson proper. Wow. You know, that just sounds like a total first world problem there. I have been disconnected all week. And as a result, I may not actually have any idea what happened in any of these headlines. Well, you know, the beauty part is nothing happened over the last week. So... I mean, we had Christmas, so there was nothing happening. And then we had New Year's, and there was nothing happening, except a lot of people getting drunk. Oh, good. Oh, good. Good, good. So. Something happened yeah. over over this last week, and maybe this is something better suited for GGP, but, uh, but Lucas went on record to say that he sold his entire empire over to white slavers. <laughs> That's just... Is there a bigger bigger dummy? I mean... I've made it abundantly clear for years on this show that George Lucas needs slapped on the back of the neck with the skinny end of a fishing rod. Now, it just needs I, to happen. I'd like to point out that that you, that term he used, white slavers, is one, horribly offensive, and two, uh, a little confusing. I don't recall the Disney Corporation ever actually owning slaves. Well, Song of the South was close, but... uh, Have you ever seen Song of the South, though? They didn't actually own anyone in the movie. No, they didn't. And, you know, I have a special part in... There's a special part in my heart for Song of the South. So, um, yeah, I am not a... I'm not a big fan of people dissing on that. Now, though, to be honest, in this country, most slavers were white. So, And also, Lucas, it's not like they came and robbed you. You sold them your empire for more money than you would have gotten anywhere else. And then they made your movie and did a better job at it than you had, at least recently. So I think you should shut up. I'm just saying. Yeah, we were talking about this before the show, and Lucas, the more he talks, the more he sounds like the girlfriend that got sick of dealing with you, and so she broke up with you only to change her mind after she 
discovers that you were able to hook up with a hotter chick. And now he's just like the jilted, pissed off, bitter ex-lover. You know, I've known you for many years, Honor, and I always wonder how many of these comparisons are like coming from actual experience. Probably most. <laughs> Because, yeah, you know me, I'm a sexy piece of man meat. Who's now, not- now, of course, the, the, the hotter <laughs> the hotter woman would be your wife in this scenario, right? Uh, th- yeah, because yes. she's pretty dang hot. Yes, uh, the answer is yes. That's about all I can say is she is pretty dang hot. But no, I mean, you listen to him, and he's just like this bitter old man at this point. And I, I thought you gave an excellent analogy, Zook. Yeah, and I actually got this over from another show, from uh, the Brave Little Podcast, uh, which is a movie podcast. It's a lot of fun. And they said he sounds like an old um, an old guy whose athletic career peaked in his senior year of high school. And all he can do since then is replay his glory days, changing details here and there so they sound better, quote-unquote, to him, until by the end of it, it doesn't even re- resemble what was so good about it in the first place, and he just can't move on from that. Yeah, he's basically Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Which is hilarious. You know, he could have taken state if Coach just would have played him. You know, I want to see, I want to see like a special, special edition where at the end of Jedi, and, you know, you have Yoda and Obi-Wan there as Force Ghosts, and you see, um, you know, uh, what is his name, Uh, Bernard Shaw, Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw, thank you. You know, you see Ghost Hayden Christensen show up and he's smiling and he looks over and both Yoda and Obi-Wan shake their head no. And he turns <laughs> back into Sebastian Shaw. That that would be nice. Because that would be nice. You know, uh, just... I, I think it's awesome, though, that Star Wars is... Uh, the Force Awakens is currently set to surpass Avatar sometime on Monday the 4th as far as the highest grossing film of all time. And I have to stop and think, if George Lucas had made this movie, would it even come close to that? Would it have had a nearly $300 million opening weekend? It it would have have had a good weekend. It really would have because people are loyal. I don't think it would have done as well, though. Oh, and no. it wouldn't have the running power that it has now because George Lucas. Right. I mean, it, like I said, people are loyal to Star Wars. They would have seen it, and then it would have quickly fizzled out. It would be, it would be, and I hate drawing this kind of comparison, but it would be like the new Star Trek movies. The faithful go and see it, and the people who are looking for you know a summer blockbuster. But it doesn't have the staying power where it just keeps raking in the money. Yes, so, just saying. Yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's awesome what's happening, and to watch George Lucas melt down the way he is is just absolutely hilarious. I'm waiting for full on tantrum. Oh, can I? So, can I uh, go on about a bit of Star Wars fun here? Uh, yes. On our way down to Tucson, we stopped in Las Vegas, and we stopped in at the M M&M and M World, which we do because we have kids, and hey, we need to get out of the car sometime. So, why not spend a hundred dollars on chocolate? Um, but you spend enough money and they give you a free gift. And in this case, it was a fleece blanket. Well, we didn't, we figured it was an M&M blanket, but we didn't know what it was. We got to our destination. My wife needed an extra blanket. So we opened it up and it's all the Star Wars characters done as M&Ms. And it's called like, you know, the chocolate empire strikes back. Uh huh. It's awesome. 
That is awesome. I actually have some figures that they made. Oh, shoot. It was years ago when we were working together. So, like, 10 years ago uh, that those came out. They're awesome. They are. Well, should we get to actual headlines? Ah, we may as well. Uh, we can just shoot the breeze for another 50 minutes. <laughs> Bill Cosby was arrested for sexual assault. It's a sad day. Sad day. But let's talk about another Was he another offering sad a pudding day. pop to someone? <laughs> I don't think he ever offered. Oh, I good think. point. I think that's the problem, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I think therein is, is the issue. Um, Christmas Day, we had some issues. And I, I jokingly said, not a lot happened. We had Christmas. But, yeah, there were some serious issues on Christmas Day. I don't know if you saw this or not, Zook, since you Well, were. there was no snow in Africa, I heard. There was no snow in Africa, which, you know, just thank God it's them instead of you. True. I, mean, I was in Tucson. <laughs> there was no snow there either. You know, that song, those... There's such pompous douchebags in that song. I can't stand it. It is funny because I do like the song. But, of course, there's no snow in Africa at Christmas time. They're in the Southern Hemisphere for the most part. I was in Africa at Christmas time. And being glad that it's some little African kid starving instead of you. Yeah, I get that. But, wow, what kind of a a horrible thing to say. (laughs) But Christmas Day, I actually got a... $20 Steam gift card. So I had to decide, what am I going to spend it on? And as I was going over my options, my wife looked at me and said, wow, that's a total first world problem. Because I couldn't make up my mind. Steam Steam completely imploded. Because because Zoner was about to buy something on Steam. (laughs) Yes, Steam had problems. It was awful. So I'm looking through stuff, and all of a sudden I notice... Google's wanting to translate this page. Why is it wanting to translate this page? Why is it showing up in Russian? Let's look at another game. Oh, it's wanting to translate it again. Why is it showing up in French? And I went through about three or four pages before I realized every time I hit somewhere, I was taken to a different user's profile. I was being logged in as a different user. And it was bad news. It, it was, was really bad. Ba- news. And this is information that's not normally visible to other people. You were logged in as them, which means you could have just gone to their profile page and pulled all their information. I could have. I could have made purchases and gifted them to myself, which was happening if you were watching this unfold on Reddit. I thought it was interesting because Valve and Steam really didn't acknowledge that there was an issue. Uh, but if you looked on Reddit or if you looked on Twitter, oh my goodness, people were getting charged left and right for purchases that they did not make. They were having their data compromised. Um, and Steve or Steve Steam came out, Valve came out and uh, said that apparently 34,000 people found themselves with someone else's account. But none of the details that leaked were enough to allow someone to either steal an account or to complete transactions with the available credit card information. Which That's is a lie. a lie. That's a lie based on what I saw. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I saw people complaining that they had just purchased a bunch of games for people on someone else's wish list and they never made the purchase. If I had been smart and dishonest, I should have done that, but... You know, Steam Winter Sale is going on. I so I think really the question up. 
our listeners are wondering, Zoner, when are you getting your free year of, of credit protection? You know, that's an excellent question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it was it was a big deal. Oh, and remind me in a moment, I got credit protection info updates. So I want um, to know who was, I don't know, just clueless enough to get you Steam credit for, your, for Christmas. Why didn't they give you like Cracker Barrel gift cards or something? Someplace where you'd be safe. I'm not safe anywhere. You should know that. <laughs> there is no safe. I don't think a Cracker Barrel's going to steal your identity. You know, it's funny because you talk about people going to their safe place. Yeah, I have no safe place. My safe place is the place where I'm least likely to have my credit information stolen. It's still going to get stolen. Um, but apparently they had a huge uh, DDoS attack, uh, denial of service, distributed denial of service attack. And there were issues with the caching servers and all sorts of problems, which led to the issue. So, yeah, well done, Valve. Well done. Thank you for another year of credit monitoring. Now, <laughs> speaking of... I mentioned a few weeks ago how my wife got a year of credit monitoring from right, right, yeah. the OPM hack. I got a year of credit monitoring from that. We also just recently got an e- or a letter from T-Mobile. I I don't think it was T-Mobile, but one of the credit agencies saying that T-Mobile was giving me two years of free credit monitoring. Oh, were you caught in that? Of I course was caught, you were in, caught that. in that. Yes. Of course I was. Why am I even yes. asking? So... I am now having my my credit watched by two separate agencies for the next two year or for the next year, and then one will go on a year after that. But yeah, I thought that was kind of cool that T-Mobile's doing two years instead of just one. Most well, they're the uncarrier. They are, they are, and you know, they keep freeing people from all these two year contracts. So why not put your name in for a two year protection? Hey. Yeah, it just, <laughs> I just, I cannot catch a break with this crap, Zook. I'm I'm wondering what service is going to be next. Is, is Should this be part of our prediction show for 2016? What is sure. the next Zoner service to just <laughs> completely implode? I'm trying to think. My insurance has been hacked. Um, all of mortgage. my credit cards. How about your mortgage Ooh. company? I have not been hit in the mortgage field, so that's probably what it's going to be. Let's do that. Oh, your solar panels. Hmm. That's an idea, right? That that could that could be. That um, could be. What else? What else? You use Netflix? I do use Netflix. Is Netflix going to get hacked this year? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, Hulu? I, I do not pay for hulu but i do have a hulu account okay that'll that'll go then um i don't know amazon prime um actually amazon is probably going to be the one company that resists all hacks honestly i could see amazon withstanding yeah i I, yeah okay i i could see them i could see them standing firm so if you're listening to us don't apply for a mortgage uh netflix hulu or install solar panels this year because uh, it's due yeah it's 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 time it's like those earthquakes that they're always saying oh it's just it's time or it's time for the uh yellowstone super volcano to, to just wipe us all out it's due it's time yeah 
yeah, it's Zoner is a walking cataclysmic event. <laughs> I I really am, and I can't figure out why I am so so easily targeted. And I don't know, maybe it's just because I am. You're at the end of the alphabet. Yeah, maybe I don't know. If it's they took it from the A's, though. if they took it from my name, people would notice. But because you're at the end of the alphabet, we don't care about them. They're like, there's four people whose last name starts with Z. Those we'll filthy just, Z's. Yeah, we'll just we'll just hit them. But yeah, I bet you they're really, not even real. <laughs> it's it's kind of becoming like a game to me, though. In all honesty, it's like when I hear about a new hack that's happened or a new data breach that's happened, I just kind of stop and think, okay. Yep, they got me again. It's it's frustrating as crap, but it's kind of entertaining as well just because it's becoming so absurd that it happens every time. Every time. <laughs> so yeah, I'm waiting for my email from Steam. So Yeah, Steam, you guys suck. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Oh, Zoner put a horrible picture into our show chat, and now I can't stop laughing, which I think means I'm probably going to hell. <laughs> For those who are wondering, it's a picture of Bill Cosby, but it's very blurry, and it says, if you're seeing this, it's too late. Oh, starting the year off right. Okay, uh, speaking of, let's <laughs> talk about WhatsApp. Do. Yeah. Yeah, WhatsApp. Do you use this app? Do I you... don't. I don't either. I tried it for a little while. I wasn't a big fan of it. And when I say a little while, I mean like 20 minutes. I I just didn't care for it. And granted, that was before Facebook bought them and whatnot. Which, but now the Facebook bought them, it makes me even less likely to do it because, you know, conspiracy and government data mining and everything. Um, they had some problems on New Year's Eve. Uh, their their app was their service was down for a lot of users. Uh, not just locally either. It was across the globe. A lot of problems in Europe, few in India, um, North and South America. Yeah, there. That's that's not a good day to have a messaging service go down. Well, it's not like people actually message each other on. You know, the one time of the year where everyone messages each other, wishing each other Happy New Year's. I know. I know. So, I don't know about that. That's just kind of, I thought it was interesting that they had issues like that. And they at least acknowledged it. And, and yeah. I don't think those people are entitled to any sort of credit monitoring, though. Yeah, I don't know. They would have to be complaining from a really highly in, in privileged and entitled standpoint to get free credit monitoring for that or, or identity <laughs> monitoring. Yeah, thankfully, you know, it doesn't look like it was a hack or anything. It just looks like they had they had problems yeah. for whatever reason. So that's good. So all you WhatsApp users, y'all are safe for now. Hey, speaking of problems, and I, I did see this one, even though I was cut off uh, from Internet most of the week, uh, I did see this coming up suddenly where it was saying, hey, congratulations, uh, you've been friends with, uh, and I forget who it was, but you've been friends with this person for 46 years. Now, I'm 34, so this was news to me. Uh, and it was a Facebook notification, which is even more confusing because it's been around for 11 years. 
That is confusing. How how does that happen? They have awesome math skills. Uh, in, indeed. And I wasn't the only one. I saw it across my feed where people were saying, you know, it was those auto posts that pop up there and it says, uh-huh. say congratulations, this person has known their sister for 46 years and, and everyone since, you know, the, the mid-70s. And I'm going, that's that's weird. That's really weird. Actually, 46 years would be like late 60s. Shut up. So, um, by the way, I'm like the worst Asian ever. I cannot do the maths. <laughs> but you play violin, so it's okay. I can't drift race either. Um, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I never would have thought about that with you, but yeah. Yeah, I do have a body pillow, though. Her name is Michelle. Uh, so, <laughs> Sonner's face just turned, just curdled. So it turns out, um, and if you're a developer, you probably already know this, but there's a bit of a bug um, where, I, I shouldn't say bug, that's not accurate. It's just kind of how it was developed, where Unix, whose birthday is January 1st, uh, 1970, it counts up in time every second from that day, if that makes sense. It probably doesn't, so let me try again. Um if you want to tell your website or your program or your computer what day it is, it has to know it by the second, and it calculates that on how many seconds it's been since January 1st, 1970. As you can imagine, that number gets very, very, very large. Well, it gets so large that it actually breaks the system, and eventually the system resets back to zero, which is what happened January 1st of 2016. And when that happened, Facebook's friend system said, oh, everything's back to zero? That means that this person has been friends since January 1st, 1970. Nice. They're not the only ones who had this problem. Theirs was just the most obvious. Linux, uh, sorry, Unix admins have known this was going to be a problem for years, and they've already put out fixes for this in many cases where I think it stores the, uh, and this is when I wish Schmitty was uh, was feeling better, but it stores the integer as a long expression instead of a short one, so it can actually keep going. But so uh, is this like the Y two K for Unix systems? It is actually. Um, this was the Y two K, and uh, hey, no planes fell out of the sky. That's good. Yeah, but it sounds like this had more negative implications than the actual Y two K did. Well, I would imagine so. I'm kind of wondering if that's what was happening with my cell phone as well, because while, yes, I was down in no man's land known as Tucson, my phone also was getting all sorts of problems where it kept restarting and having other major issues, and it was also my wife's. Um, And I'm rooted. I have a custom ROM, so you'd expect some instabilities with mine, but hers is totally stock and had the same problems. But really, I I get the feeling we're not going to see where a lot of this problem rears up because it's been fixed in so many cases it was just kind of hilarious that it happened here and when you say here you mean on facebook right yeah okay um either that or i need to apologize to my wife because we've been married for 46 years yeah that's kind of creepy you look really good for like a well i'm asian i am still asian i'm not i'm the worst one but i am still asian (laughs) I'll turn 89 and I'll shang tsung into this tiny little raisin of a man all in the last hour of my life. Yeah, that's because that's what you people do. Uh, you people. 
<laughs> How'd you like that? <laughs> okay, Ginger, settle it down. Ginger, what do you? I don't understand why people call me Ginger. I don't have red hair. You have the reddest hair of anyone else in Utah. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Everyone my else needs is, a box. My hair is so brown. It not a lot not of right. Irish Mormons out here. <laughs> okay, so um, in the Facebook uh, line of things, Zuckerberg has announced that he has a resolution for 2016. Not that anyone cares. Uh, by the way, did People you know People do, though. I know. Did you know he catches his own food? Like He, he raises it? He raises and catches and slaughters and butchers his own food. I guess when you have that much money, you can afford to do I that. guess everyone needs a hobby. Yeah, yeah. But no, his idea is that he wants to create a home AI, kind of like Jarvis out of the Iron Man series. I actually saw him post that on Facebook. I think it was earlier today. And my first thought was, oh, please, no. The last thing we want is Zuckerberg developing an AI that will then lead to Judgment Day. Well, no, in this case, I don't think his would lead to Judgment Day. It would just sell all of his information. (laughs) Free credit monitoring for a year. Yeah. Just don't leave your house. Or, you know, don't go back into your house, depending on how leaky that AI is. I'm... I have issues with the idea of a housebound AI. Uh, and part of that is the fact that many instances where you see it in science fiction or in books or anything, they forget the fact that typically more than one person lives in the house. True. So you need a system capable of coordinating with everyone who's going to be making requests of it. You need Sarah from Eureka. Yeah. Um, or Andromeda, you know, from Andromeda. <laughs> that's why I, th- I like the idea of a personalized ai that i carry with me like you know my phone um but other than that i mean if you can get past that limitation that'd be kind of cool right yeah i mean i think that this is the way things are going uh this is just going to be kind of an extension of the virtual slash augmented reality world in which we're starting to live but i still don't like a full-on AI. You know, you look at so many science fiction movies over the years, and it never ends well. It may go great for years and years, but ultimately, it's going to turn on its human masters, and we're all going to be... No, No, see, there's a way to solve that. Make sure it only makes decisions that go for the greater good. (laughs) As we've discussed previously. And, And make sure it avoids unintended consequences. But what happens when it becomes sentient, you know, and starts thinking for itself and realizes, oh, wait, these humans suck. They need to be taken care of. You know, I just, I I don't like it. It makes me nervous. But the geek in me absolutely loves the idea. Oh, yeah. I'm all over it. The geek in me just, I totally want it. I want it in my car. I want it in my house. I want it, I want it in my ear, you know, so I can always reference it. I've always wanted Google in my brain. The search engine, not the, uh, you know, information gathering. (laughs) (laughs) I think they do that anyways. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that all my thoughts and memories have been indexed already. I just don't know it yet. Um, Most likely. But I would prefer if I had gotten this news from Google or from Elon Musk or even from Microsoft, from anyone except Facebook. Facebook to me is kind of like, you know, the, the generic brand programmers. 
Uh, and this is probably black and white box macaroni and cheese. Exactly. This is probably unfair of me, but I don't really consider them real programmers, considering they run a website that fails as often as it works. Yeah, it, I mean, it does have its fair share of issues. And, you know, I, you just got to laugh at how many times they piss off their user base. I mean, it's like almost daily. <laughs> yeah, an AI based on that would be great. Oh, man, I wish they'd go back to the old house. I can't find anything in my new house. <laughs> yeah. My privacy settings are all screwed up. All the windows are permanently open. <laughs> my friends can't find the house anymore. There's cookies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's... Wow. Yeah. We're punchy. I, so We're a little punchy. Zuck- Zuckerberg needs to not do that. I just... Yeah, I, I think that that needs to happen. He, he just needs to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we going with that? I don't know. Oh, I, I knew where I was going with that. Sync 3. Sounds like a weird term to use, right? But Sync is what Ford uses as their car infotainment system. And they've been using the Sync engine for forever. Now, back in the day, it was actually based on Microsoft platforms. The original Sync and Sync 2 were all based on systems that would eventually go into Windows Phone. Most most people didn't know that. But yeah, it was was Windows CE. And uh, it was... A lot of the voice control, a lot of the navigation stuff was stuff that came from uh, the media center. It came, it, it went into Cortana eventually. It was uh, really quite advanced, but it was quickly outshined by iPhones and Androids, right? That was the one big thing that Microsoft really did not foresee. So they decided, Ford decided to ditch Microsoft as their partner for Sync 3, or sorry, whatever the most recent one was. Okay. It would make sense that it would be Sync 2, but I don't think it is. And they went with QNX. QNX is the basic kernel used by BlackBerry. Okay, BlackBerry OS, uh, BBOS 10, the most recent one, runs on a QNX version of Linux, which is why they can run Android apps. So... I remember when Schmitty and I, Schmitty, Squishy, and I went to CES, there was this huge QNX presence there in the auto floor where they were talking about how they were going to be coming out and they were just going to be running the show. It was so big, they actually made sure to not associate themselves with BlackBerry. If you're in the know, which everyone there was, you could tell that you know the QNX logo used the same font as the BlackBerry logo, but they were completely different. They used different branding. They, they were in a different section of the floor, different halls even, really. And they didn't reference each other at all. They wanted QNX to stand apart. Again, they didn't account for iPhone and Android. Because next year, 2017, Ford will be rolling out Sync 3, which will just, you know, cut all strings and immediately integrate with Android Auto and Apple Car. Which makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. But... You kind of got a feel for them thinking, oh, man, this is awesome. After that whole good technology debacle, we have Ford. We're going to get into every car in America. Oh, no, never mind. The contract's over already. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of kind of crappy for them. Yeah. Hey, maybe they should upgrade their tech. I, I don't know. They should. But, you know, Ford's going to talk more about this and about its future as a connected car company 
this week at CES. Yes. Now, we are not going this year. Um, I just dropped all my vacation time and free money in this family vacation, so I do not have time to go to CES. Um, maybe next year. But yes, we do have CES coming up. Uh, it seems to be dominated by a lot of startups lately. Now, you've gone recently. I have not been able to due to uh, work schedules and whatnot. But is that a trend that you noticed when you've gone? Is that CES startups is are just everywhere? The place. Yeah, it's the place for startups. Uh, people who are trying to sell something, uh, they're trying to find a distributor. They're trying to find someone who says, oh, this is a great idea. Yes, I want to distribute you to every Walmart in America. Um it's it's called the Consumer Electronics Show, but it's not really meant to be opened for the consumers. They're trying to find reviewers. They're trying to find technology partners, business partners. Um, or if they're a Chinese company, they're just trying to find some hapless American company to just buy their crap. So, And as a result, a lot of the stuff you see at CES ends up being vaporware. It just never comes to fruition. Because they either can't get the funding or can't get the distribution. Or or it was laughable to begin with. I mean, when we were there, um, we, we ended up seeing, oh, what was that horribly stupid idea called? The one that snaps onto your iPhone and basically is a BlackBerry keyboard. <laughs> I remember that. Didn't that, that came out, though, didn't it? And was immediately sued into oblivion for being a BlackBerry keyboard. <laughs> Oh, that's right. We talked about that. Yeah. And I, and I told the people at the booth that I'm like, isn't this just a BlackBerry Curve keyboard? No, no, this is totally unique. I'm like, no, no, it's it's a BlackBerry Curve keyboard. I'm looking right at it. It's unmistakable. They didn't Funny like how that me works, much. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do that to, to vendors. I, I piss them off pretty reliably. That's what happens when you're a know-it-all podcaster. They, you know, you can just say, trust me, I'm a podcaster, and they'll they need to trust you. I so throwback story here, and I apologize. While I was down in Tucson, I helped my aunt who I was staying with uh, out with a bit of home networking. She had to get a cell booster because, of course, once you close the door, you don't have any cell phone signal in the house anymore. I had to get help her get a cell booster to the front room of her home. She wanted to move her entire get up there, so her cable modem, uh, the router, the Wi-Fi, everything to that front room. Well, I told her, well, you don't need to do that. All you need is a power line adapter. If you know what a power line adapter is, great. If you don't, all you need to know is that it helps extend your wired network to other parts of the home. Plugs into an outlet yeah. by your router. You plug with a wire into your router, and then somewhere else in your house, you plug in another unit, and then... Yeah, and they link up through the power lines. It's kind of yep. cool. Uh, it's a bit like witchcraft. It's just really cool. So It is cool. She goes to the Best Buy to pick one up, the exact one I showed her, and the putz there tries telling her that I have no clue what I'm talking about, that 1,200 megabits per second refers to how many feet it can cover, which means it can go 1,200 feet, and that it's actually a wireless unit, and it doesn't wire into anything, even as she's sitting there holding it, and it has two Ethernet jacks on it. And I wanted to pull the whole, dude, shut up. I'm a podcaster. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you totally should have. You totally should have. Have you heard of me? I'm a big deal. Yeah. I'm like, you know, T-level internet celebrity. I'm on the T-list. I'm not even on the A or B or C list. I'm the T-list, but I'm on the internet. It's just a bunch of bags on that list. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some other stuff from CES. What are we expecting? 
I think we're going to see a lot of crap that we never ever see. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of wearables that we probably will see. I think we're going to start to see a lot of Internet of Things type of stuff. Um, you know, refrigerate, refrigerators, thermostats, um, I don't know, you name it. Maybe something along the lines of the Amazon Echo. I, I keep waiting for Google to come out with something like that. I do too, but you know what? They're about to get beat because, and this is, uh, I don't even think I put this in the show notes, but, and we're going to hear more about this at, at CES, Whirlpool is integrating the Amazon Dash system. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, so now, if you have an Amazon Dash, so this is good news for Schmitty, and you have a Whirlpool-connected appliance, when you click on the Dash button saying you're out of something, Amazon knows to send a signal over to the Whirlpool appliance that it's out of this and to order it. Which is witchcraft. Right. It seems like an extra step for no particular reason. So I'm sure they're going to release some more information about how that works. But it's kind of cool. It really is. And we need to really kind of shame Google for letting all these other companies beat them to the punch. Yeah. Um, we're also going to be seeing a lot more smart TVs, which we've seen for years. But yes. this one is finally going to uh, integrate more with... Uh, um, universal control. So, like Samsung has a new TV that they're going to be bringing out that can control all the appliance, or sorry, all the devices in your entertainment center, which could be awesome, but could also be a little bit confusing. I say this because I just unboxed my Xbox One, right? And I believe the PlayStation Four, and I know the Xbox One can both do this, where they can take other devices as an input and feed it through the game console to the TV, acting as a multimedia receiver itself. And now I guess these TVs will be able to do the same. Which is cool. It's cool. Um, I just it, it seems to be getting more confusing. Or maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know. I think it is getting more confusing. I think a lot of companies are starting to do this type of stuff. And I don't necessarily think that they should. Just because they can doesn't mean they should. It's the whole Jurassic Park thing. Uh, and you know, I, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I think you're just setting yourself up for a lot of confused grandmothers and, you know, we're okay. Cause we're podcasters, you know, right, right. <laughs> don't mess with us. We're podcasters. But you know, I, I think of like my mom, my mom's had a DVR for years with her Comcast service. I don't think she's ever recorded a single show ever. Yeah, it took me forever to just train my family with the Logitech Harmony remote. Babysitters oh, yeah. come over or my mother-in-law comes over, they can't use it at all. Yeah. Oh, it's just just a nightmare. So, so. But, you know, when, once you understand the tech behind it, it it's brilliant. But they, I think they've got to lower the learning curve for a lot of things. Um, otherwise, I'm not really sure... If what's going to be big at CES this year is 8K going to be... 8K TVs. Yeah, if... Well, they had 8K TVs two years ago. 64K TVs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we'll finally see some uh, more OLED tech and some e-ink tech that finally takes off. Yeah, a lot of the mobile stuff is going to... End of February, at their own dedicated... Um, own dedicated convention. I can't remember. MWC, is that it? Yeah. yeah. So, 
Um, the Mobile World Conference, yeah, typically in Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I agree. I think CES, we're going to see a lot of connected devices, the connected home, the connected person. I think that's where everything's going, um, which is kind of boring from a CES perspective. <laughs> it's hard to hold that when everything's in the cloud. True. Hey, speaking True. of the cloud, let's talk about Microsoft. Okay. They seem to be an unlikely ally when it comes to a person's digital rights. You know, I've, I've thought that over the last year or so, but it seems like they're, they're like good guy Microsoft when it comes to that. Yeah, they're usually the champions of individual rights. Um, so they've instituted a new policy. Uh, they have decided to start promising to notify users uh, if the government hacks any of your accounts. So if you use Outlook or OneDrive, Microsoft will say, um. Yeah. Okay. You've been you've been hacked. Just FYI. I think that's awesome. I think that's really awesome. In fact, I think more companies should be doing that. But I don't think that it's actually in their best interest when it comes to the government aspect of things with you know regulations and with licensing and other things that they have to deal with the government for. I think it definitely is going to make their life more difficult. But I think from a consumer standpoint, that's just like the best thing they could be doing. The thing is, I don't think Microsoft actually cares about what our government thinks. I think they're losing enough money overseas with foreign governments and foreign you know citizens. If they can appease them and get them onto Microsoft's side, there's so much money being missed out on there that it'll make it worth it to them. Well, and it's come out this week that the government has been spying on, like, Israel and, I don't know, U.S. congressmen and whatnot. So Tibet, maybe, yeah. May, maybe that, that's going to help them overseas. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, in our final little bit of headlines here, we have uh, AVG, which I just find hilarious. AVG is supposedly the best free antivirus you can get out there. I say supposedly because I found it is an absolute pain in the butt um, and acts like a virus on every computer I've ever had it on. When I took my job, I had it installed on all all the computers across two networks, and I had to go through one at a time and wipe it out. Absolutely and, eradicate it. And if you don't wipe it out properly, like you can't get Microsoft Defender working. Yeah, yeah. Um, I use Microsoft Defender. I love it. It's never steered me wrong. And it's free, and it's integrated with the operating system. So why wouldn't I do that? Well, AVG decided to go one better, and their TuneUp Web Chrome plugin, which automatically installs if you use AVG, decided to break all security in Chrome. It did this by introducing so many JavaScript exploits and by exploiting a Google API built into Chrome and then trying to hide it. It was so bad that uh, malicious websites could basically just take control of your browser, uh, pull all settings from it, all information from it. Yeah, Google's not happy. They are not. They actually um, filed a bug report. Uh, Tavis Orlandi, who is a Google security researcher, filed a bug report 
and <laughs> he didn't mince words. He he didn't. He said, "Quote: I'm really not thrilled about this trash being installed for Chrome users. The extension is so badly broken that I'm not sure whether I should be reporting it to you as a vulnerability or asking the extension abuse team to investigate if it's a potentially unwanted program." <laughs> yeah. So they tried to break out a a hot fix. Google denied it. Which makes you wonder, what did they have in that hotfix to where Google was saying, no, this is bad? Uh, probably something along the lines of, um, now uh, only slightly less buggy. Allows people to opt out. Probably. Yeah. Probably. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, this is bad. So they, I guess on that was on uh, December 19th that they submitted a patch. Uh, they revised the patch again, but as of December 28th, Google is still reviewing it. So, yeah, well done, AVG. Good for you. Mm-hmm. That's just bad. And I guess I lied. There is uh, one more headline, and it's that AT&T is doing away with two-year contracts. You know, my wife actually mentioned that to me yesterday. We were driving, and she is getting ready to purchase a new phone. And we were talking about the subsidized phones with the contracts. And she said, I heard the AT&T is even doing away with them. And she could not say enough good things about what T-Mobile has done to shake up the mobile market with all of their uncarrier stuff that we've discussed over the last few years. I thought that was interesting. My wife is not a tech person. And for her to make note of that, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, our year in review. Now, technically, this isn't ours. This is from Mashable.com. Um, and some of them, I'm looking over them. I've forgotten about these. And that's kind of the fun thing about a year in review. Is that you forget <laughs> that, oh, yeah, this happened this year, you know? You, so, you really do. And when we talk about as many tech stories as we do on this show every week, because we're podcasters, uh, <laughs> you do forget. It just kind of becomes a blur. So let's go down the line here, what they've listed as the most memorable. Okay, uh, the launch of the Apple Watch. I honestly forgot that was a 2015 thing. I thought that was the end of 2014, but no, no, it was. It was spring 2015. Yep. Um, which is all the more amazing when you realize how old hat it feels now. It really does, doesn't it? Do you think that that's because it's Apple? Or do you think that's because we've had... Android smartwatches on the market for years. Uh, you know, it's hard to say, and different people will say different reasons. I personally believe it's because the Apple Watch, we look at it and go, well, yeah, that's just what we'd expect. Whereas we have things like the uh, LG Urbane or the uh, the Fossil Q Founder or now the Samsung Galaxy Gear S2, where it's like, oh, that's really quite interesting, actually, what they're doing. That looks very unique. Um, I, so I think it, it looks old because it just looks old. It looks done. It looks like a small iPhone. Now that's my take on it. And I know other people will disagree. Um, we had, uh, the launch of the USB type C, which no one will care about because no one will start using it till next year. Yes. Uh, the Amazon echo, which no one cares about. <laughs> you know, I think that. I think the Amazon Echo is a little bit before its time. I think once Google comes out with their version in the next few years, which I fully expect, uh, it's going to become more mainstream. 
And then once Apple comes out with it in five years, it's going to be revolutionary and so innovative that everybody will have to have one. Indeed, indeed. Also innovative was the fact that Taylor Swift uh, went and went toe to toe with Apple over their Apple Music service, and she won. She owned them. That was yeah, awesome. It was totally awesome. Um, Snapchat don't even care. Uh, Windows Ten. <laughs> Windows Ten to me was kind of like Star Wars Seven. And here's why. I know that sounds really weird. It launched to a lot of fanfare and a lot of hype. The launch went very smoothly, actually. And despite being possibly the best version of it, and certainly the fastest selling version, it's broken all records, brought in a whole new load of effects and capabilities, and just opened it up for a whole new generation of computers and users, there are people still out there who go, "Mm, I don't know, I still don't think it's as good as XP. I think you're going to have people saying that for years, though. Yeah. About everything. Because, I mean, let's face it, XP, by the time it was done, even though it's argued that it's still not done, was just amazing. But it had, what, four service packs over the years? I mean, there was a lot of work done under the hood on XP Mm -hmm. to make it what it is. Um, Ashley Madison was hacked. Horribly so, and the hits just kept coming with that one. Uh, Google became Alphabet. Because letters? (laughs) Um, iPhone 6S, no one cares. Ellen Powell, no one cares. Uh, Microsoft launched its first laptop. No one cares, but they should, because it's really very, very good. Uh, The Volkswagen Dieselgate, I personally don't care, because they had what's coming to them, but we should care, because it really, really affected the automobile industry, and uh, most of Germany's economy, actually. And I think that this is something that's going to have ramifications for years. Mm -hmm. Google changed their logo, and at first I thought I was really going to hate it, and now I just simply don't even notice. Yeah, you know, I don't understand why things like this make such big splash in the in the media yeah i'm scrolling down i don't care about any of these um let's so let's jump into our predictions our 2016 predictions taco emoji how could you not care about that because if depending on how they've written the emoji it sometimes looks like a butt so anyway (laughs) i think i think 2015 was a very lackluster year for tech it really was it was like we were constantly waiting And nothing ever really materialized. So here's 2016, I think. One, we're finally going to completely get rid of hoverboards. Because they don't hover? And because they blow up. (laughs) Okay. When when Amazon pulls it and will not sell it, that's a bad sign. Yeah, although they brought it back, didn't they? They put it back? Yeah, they did. But still, it's, it's not good. Um, so I think we're finally, they're either, they'll either market like a generation two version now with 90% less explodies or they'll just kill them off entirely. I'm not sure which. Okay. I personally foresee 2016 being the year of cybersecurity and whereas 2015 was really dominated by cybersecurity breaches. I see a lot of companies just locking down everything. Maybe not always to great effect. They may not work. Uh, it may cause major problems. They may not be very elegant, but I'm going to see a lot of companies attempting to stem the damage that happened this year from going forward again next year. 
Okay. And, of course, there's the normal wearables, increased fiber speeds. You know, along the lines of the security thing that you're talking about, I think we're going to start to see more and more people become um, disconnected, so to speak. They're becoming very distrustful of companies. They're becoming distrustful of, of Facebook selling their data. They're becoming a distrustful of the government reading their email accounts. I think you're going to start seeing a lot of people kind of, I, I, what, what, a Luddite. They're going to start becoming Luddites and rejecting the technology that's out there. Maybe the heady days of throwing everything on the cloud might be done for a little while. I, I think that's a possibility. Okay. Well, that's not going to bode well for Facebook and their apocalyptic AI. <laughs> or maybe it's just going to help speed it up so that they can get it into everyone's home and start collecting the data that way. Good point. Um, well, what are your predictions? Let us know. You know, Feedback at StolenDroids.com or give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. I'm kind of interested. I mean, normally we come out with just guns blazing. We have tons of predictions. But I think 2015's left us a little jaded, honestly. It really has, just because it's been such, like I said, so so lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say something about Netflix. I think somebody's going to try and buy Netflix, or Netflix is going to try and buy somebody. Um, whether it's Comcast, whether it's Paramount, whether I, I think some larger company is, well, I can't even say larger companies. There's going to be acquisition talks with Netflix, I think, at some point. Indeed, indeed. All right, well, into our favorites this week. I have none. I was traveling the entire week. What do you want from me? It was glorious, though. It was great. Got Your to see favorite the- is not Tucson. Well, well, no, because I got to see the Pima Air and Space Museum. Got to see a couple uh, Air Force Ones and an SR-71 Blackbird. Pretty cool. You know, I do believe we have one of those in Clearfield. At the Hill Air Force Base Museum. An SR-71? I believe so. I don't think so. You have a B-52. I've been, I, I've... You'll, you'll have to come up and check it out, because I, I do believe there was an SR-71 last time I was there. I, I was there with my kids years ago. So, uh, my favorite is a Lego Ecto one. I spent Christmas day putting together over 3000 Lego bricks in my house. I would like to point out that, um, so Christmas night I'm on Facebook and I'm just kind of quickly scrolling through and I stop and I turn to my wife and I say, I don't want to come across at all ungrateful. I'm incredibly blessed and honored to have you as my wife and my kids and to have my family, and that you all thought I was worthy of buying an Xbox One. That being said, Zoner has a Lego Ecto One. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did get a Lego Ecto One, um, and it is sweet. It is a great set. Um, 508 pieces. I figured, take me, you know, half hour, 45 minutes to put together. No, it took me like two hours to put together. These pieces are tiny. There is so much detail on this set. It is wonderful. So if you are a Ghostbusters fan or a Lego fan, you definitely need to add this one to your collection. And it is going to go right next to my Scooby-Doo Mystery Machine and Back to the Future DeLorean. Excellent. It looks way better than the DeLorean, I have to say. It does. It It looks way better than the DeLorean kit. Yeah, it, you know, that DeLorean kit, that's going for a lot now. So if you missed out on it, you, you're you going to have to pony up. But Indeed. 
Right. Get Ghostbusters while you can. All right. Well, that is our show this week. First, uh, ringing off 2016, hopefully on a good note, even though we just admitted to being jaded. Um, let us know what you're thinking. You know, friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Find us on Google+. Plus. Join the community. And until next time, trust me, I'm a podcaster. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.